folks and welcome back to another episode in Hidden in Plain Sight. Uh, I wanted to make a quick announcement. Uh, The recent podcast that just came out is not available on Apple Podcasts um, only because uh, of the exit, the outro song that I have and it's Do We Have a Problem? It is the Nicki Minaj featuring Little Baby. That song plays at the very end of the episode. So because it plays on the end of the episode, it, that music came from Spotify. And it's a Spotify exclusive. So, or not a Spotify exclusive. It's, it's a song that comes off of Spotify. So Apple Music is not willing to take that. So I'm going to consider that particular podcast, the most recent one, um, a Spotify exclusive podcast. So if you wanted to hear what I had to say about that, which was a lot. Honestly, it was a very structured podcast. Um, it was a nice podcast, really good conversation about mental health and all the things that involve that along with black families and the black generational curses that come with that. Uh, and the <clears throat> just just the intentions of black mothers versus their black daughters compared to their black uh, sons um, and how all that plays a part of anything. And then I also speak a little bit about um, study abroad. So if you're interested in that podcast, you're going to have to go to Spotify for that. Um, so yeah. I, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. That was more of the structured ones. This today, um, this podcast is going to be also a structured one. Um, it's going to be a little bit bouncy, but it's going to be a structured podcast. It's probably going to be pretty long too. Um, so hopefully this one, I'll be able to give a future upload instead of uploading it today. I'd rather upload it um, on the scheduled time frame, like I had said before in the previous podcast. And if you didn't listen to the most previous podcast, one of the announcements that I made was that um, I am going to have a new tentative schedule, synchronous schedule for all podcasts across all platforms. And it's going to be Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Now, I might sneak in a bonus episode here and there, and they will be labeled as bonus episodes, just so you're aware. So you'll be able to see, well, it's a bonus episode, so I want to listen, or it's a bonus episode and I don't want to listen. You'll be able to see that. But today is a actual podcast that I hope to have uploaded tomorrow. But we're going to talk about a few different things today. First of all, I want to get into like trigger warning. I want to get into like murder today. I want to talk about this. Um, I recently read a story that happened in Tennessee, and it was over a young black man who killed his baby mother and baby and threw that child so he shot his baby mother and he threw the two-day-old baby into the river and I just thought that was so crazy so the reason why he did this was because he had three ladies in his life he had an ex-wife that he was still dealing with he had a baby mother with his new two-day-old baby and he also had a girlfriend on the side right or that played a primary role in his life not sure but he did not want them to find out about each other Um, He didn't want them knowing of each other. He didn't want them knowing that each other existed, basically. You know, he was trying to have his cake and eat it, too. So what he decided to do was uh, lure his baby mother into uh, some type of place. Not sure where that place is. They didn't disclose the location. But he ended up shooting her dead, and he threw the two-day-old baby into the river. And I just sat back, and I kind of absorbed everything that I was reading. Excuse me, that I was reading. I just had soda, so I'm a little gassy. (laughs) But I sat back and I absorbed everything that I was reading. I was like, you know, the question popped in my head, like, what does murder really solve? Except for the murder being solved, (laughs) you know, like, what does murder really solve? What, how can you be so, so, and this goes for things that have happened in history, like genocides, um, uh, innocent people being murdered, um, uh, what are they called when occult cult leaders because cult leaders, no matter what, no matter if the participants willingly do it or not, they are murderers too. Um, but 
you know, dating back into history with historical events, dating back, um, or not dating back, but talking about things like this now, things that happened a few years ago with cops, what does murder really solve? You know, the fact that he felt compelled um, to play God is just crazy to me. You know, like, I just don't know why you wouldn't have chosen the easy way out. I don't know why he wouldn't have just left him, you know, left her and her, her, his daughter where they stand. Like every, you know, like a lot of black men do, a lot of black fathers do. They become absent in their child's life um, to not turn back and not speak to them ever again. So I don't know why he didn't choose that path, but he did decide, he decided to take two innocent people out of this world. And that's just disgusting to me. <clears throat> that goes for all cases that involve murder. Um, innocent murders or not for murder for hires it doesn't matter hitmen it, you know it really just doesn't matter all murder is murder you know it's just disgusting to have read that story come across that story read that story and you know to to know that that family is grieving and I can only imagine the people who read the stories that actually have children themselves you know <clears throat> it's just I, I couldn't imagine the pain um, of a mother losing her child not only her child but also her grandchild I couldn't I couldn't imagine something like that you know <clears throat> excuse me so I just, that was just gross. And I just kind of wanted to talk about that on the podcast. You know, basically what does murder really solve? Um, I mean, really, you know, when we talk about crime of passions too, with men killing women, women killing men, you know, uh, taking all that, that, that thought process of if no one can have you, if, if I can't have you, then no one can. It's just disgusting to me. Um, it's just let, let people go, <laughs> you know, you know, you're not going to be able to be with them. If you know, you're not, you know, things are taking a turn for the worst and things are getting physical, violent, whatever, um, whether it starts with domestic violence, cause that's usually how crime of passions do go. Um, I don't know if that would be, I don't know if domestic violence leading up to murders within relationships would be considered crime of passions, but that's just what I'm going to consider it just because of the way I'm thinking at the moment. But, you know, crime of passions are just disgusting, too. You know, if you do, if someone doesn't want you, just let them go. There's plenty of fish in the sea. I know I, I know that kind of sounds like so not cliche, but like so blanketed. You know, there's so many fish in the sea um, because there are people who, you know, struggle with meeting other people and feel like there's, you know, some people are tricked into believing that that person that they're in a relationship with, with is the only person that's going to love them and stuff like that. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go into it. Manipulation, threatening, uh, physical violence, mental violence, emotional violence, financial uh manipulation as well that's a real thing that I just not just but like in recent years you know found out about I didn't realize that financial manipulation was a thing um and we're talking about even with rich people too you know uh some rich men and women because you know it's not just not gender specific but in some rich relationships I'm talking about millionaires you know people that are on tv they will financially manipulate and isolate their lover and not even lover yeah at this point you're not even a lover at this point you know but I didn't know that I did not know that that was a thing I did not know financial manipulation was so prevalent that's what I mean prevalent not a thing but prevalent um so yeah speaking about relationships um I had a talk with a friend a few days ago and um her and her uh significant other recently they they were pretty new in their relationship but they did break things off unfortunately um, I didn't like them together anyway, so I didn't, I was root in my head and she knows too, you know, I was rooting for them to break up, but, <laughs> um, they all, they, they both broke up because, uh, her significant other just felt like she had a lot on her plate and it's not like new things had got added to her life or anything like that. You know, she just had a lot of things on her plate and I just thought that was weird because before you, we all know like before you get into something serious with somebody you know the real feelings that you have and you know the concerns that you have about yourself 
you know and the fact that people still decide to get into relationships knowing in the back of their mind this might be a thing or this particular situation might get in the way or finances might happen with you know like you know these things before you get into or before you decide to commit to someone you know whether that be a talking stage whether that be marriage engagement you know things like that you know you and it just it kind of irks me because that to me is people who are emotionally hurtful who willingly hurt people emotionally you know and it's just crazy to me that people feel the need to people that know that these issues that they might have in their life might arise and cause for destruction or cause for a breakup or cause for you know high rampant emotions that might not be able to be solved with with the time that they have or between one another it's just it just makes me mad like you know you know what you got going on before you get into a relationship you know how you think you know how you act you know what you you know especially if the intentions are are, are laid out between the two of you if, if things are made clear of what you want out of a relationship if cl things are made clear of how you feel about certain things if you kind of, if you're kind of like open book and your cards are laid on the table it just makes me it, that kind of makes me even more mad because it's like jeesh we laid everything out on the table, but you still kept that to yourself. You know, you kept that one thing that kind of destroyed us to yourself. Or you kept that one situation that, you know, is all of a sudden coming back up to yourself. You know, and these, I feel like these, some of these things that go on relationships that um, are considered big could have really been solved if, if these things would have been talked about earlier. You know, but that's a little bit of that. I just thought that I kind of felt for my friend because I was like, geez, man, you know, if she would have just told you what it was then things would have been perfectly fine between you guys and if she would have made it clear of the responsibilities that she had and if she would have made it clear on you know how she's feeling at the moment and how she feels overwhelmed and all that jazz and this stuff could have been worked out easily between you two there shouldn't have been any issue you could have made some suggestions she could have made some suggestions and you meet in the middle but you know she decides to wait until months down the road to all of a sudden have these feelings and that's fine you're allowed to have feelings down the road you're allowed to but it's it's just in regards to what's happening at the moment. You knew these things were coming, you knew these things were happening, you knew these things were eventually gonna happen. You know, talk about these things before they do happen, <laughs> you know? Foresee the future before the future comes. You know, especially if it's, if you're talking, if you really wanna be with the person, you know, but obviously they weren't too committed to each other because they decided to step back from each other, which ultimately in, in the end uh, is good for both of them. But yeah, so, and I also had a friend about, um, I said a friend about, <laughs> I also had a conversation with a friend about property, right? And, and this is just any type of property, house, car, clothing, things that you own. But we started specifically getting into, uh, I, I don't know how we got into it, but it was about living on our own, right? And uh, he was like, yeah, I don't think I could ever live on my own. And I said, well, do you have like a disability holding you back? Um, are you just scared about you know, doing your own finances? Like, you know, what, what is it? Are you scared about having a career job? What? He was like, no, I just don't think I could ever live on my own. I'd rather live with someone else. And oh my gosh, guys, I please, please, do, are you that type of person to where you can live on your own? Or are you the type of person that wants to live with someone else? Whether that's a, a significant other, whether that's roommates, whether that's parents, it doesn't matter. Are you that type of person? What type of person are you? Y'all, I'm the type of person who wants to live on their own. I know that, um, in my very near future, I will want to live on my own. Of course, I would like help from my parents. Of course, I would, you know, in regards to like furnishing stuff and uh, what color dishes to pick out, things like that. I would love help on, you know, who who wouldn't? We love a nice uh, decor type person. But in regards to living on my own, like that's what I want to do. That's what I want. I don't know. I just like my peace. I like my space and I like my cleanliness. 
you know? It just struck me so odd that he said he would want people in his face. And I know some, some people who have roommates never see, pretty much never see each other. And that's fine too. But I was like, so what makes you, why, why? He was like, just knowing that another person is there, I don't have to see him or anything, but just knowing that someone else is there in the house makes me feel comfortable, you know? But then he, this is where he got me. He said, but also I don't like doing my own dishes. I don't really like cleaning all like that. You know, those aren't my strong suits. I don't like stuff like that. That's not what I enjoy. That's not what I want to do on my own. I would want someone else to help me with that. And that's when I knew then and there, he's just lazy. <laughs> you know, it has really nothing to do with wanting your own space, wanting your own property, wanting something that you own for yourself, having your own name on it. It has more, it, it really has everything to do with you just being lazy. You not wanting to take your own responsibility, your own life into your own hands. Because when I think of living on your own, I think of, I think a lot of freedom comes with that. We all know a lot of freedom comes with living on your own. We all know a lot of responsibility also comes with living on your own. So that's when I knew then and there, you're just not responsible. You know, it has nothing to do with you wanting someone there and you just honestly being a connected person to people. No, you're not an empath, you're just lazy. So I just thought that was funny. But more speaking on the, I'm speaking more on the aspect of the importance of owning your own stuff and having your own space. Just because I don't know about you guys, but my so although I am a big talker, although I love being around people, although I love, you know, talking, you know, presenting, whatever, I, I love that stuff. But my social battery does get really low sometimes. Um, for the past week, my social battery is well, last week, actually, <clears throat> last week, my social battery was pretty low, because I had a lot of interaction with a lot of people, you know, about a lot of different things. And my social battery just just kind of died out. And I know that when my social battery dies out, or I'm just exhausted in general, it doesn't even have to be a social battery. Um, I know that when something dies out and I'm ready to just relax, that I want to go back to my own space without having someone else there or without worrying about someone else there. You know, because you can say, well, even if you have a significant other that lives with you or friends that live with you, you, don't, you shouldn't have to worry. But when we're talking about basic respect and basic principles, you do have to kind of worry about people in your house and what you can and can't do, how loud you can be, how you know, times of night you can't get up, you know, these are things that you do have to take into consideration, especially when you're living with someone, right? Um, just like if you were living in an apartment building, you're not going to stomp at 3am. No, you're going to be considerate to those who live below you, you know, and also you don't want to get kicked out. So, the, you know, these are definitely things you got to consider, you know, and with me, I know for a fact that I want to live on my own. I want my own space. I want only place. I want a place where I can call a creed, you know, a place where I can decompress, um, a place where I can recharge. Um, so that, yeah, it was just crazy to me to know that there are people out there and another person that came into the conversation, I'm not going to disclose who they are, but another person who had came into the conversation was like, oh yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree. You know, with him, I agree with exactly what he's saying. Now this person wasn't coming from a standpoint of lazy. They were coming from a standpoint of, I just genuinely like people and I would just like to be with the spouse, you know, they're, you know, they just want to be with the spouse, you know, or they want to be with a friend, you know, they like stuff like that just to keep it, just to keep their social life consistent, I guess. Um, so I, they definitely weren't coming from a lazy standpoint, but it just, it, I was just so confused that someone would willingly want someone to live with them. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, not at all. It, it honestly kind of frightens me when I think of eventually having a spouse and eventually them moving in and things like that you know it just it kind of frightens me because we all have habits I know I definitely have habits I like to keep my stuff neat clean orderly structured I like that stuff I have a routine I get up in the morning do certain stuff um like for instance every morning not every morning because I know my mom's listening to this and I don't want her to call me out <laughs> but um pretty much in the mornings 
um, whether it's seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there, I get up and I vacuum my room. You know, some people are late sleepers. Some people like to sleep until noon. Some people like to sleep until 3 p.m. And that would be something that would probably irk someone, you know, but that's a routine that I have. You know, that's something that I do. Um, so little things like that, you know, can cause for big arguments and concerns and, you know, stuff like that. Or some people are just pretty cool. You know, some people would be fine with me doing something like that. Some people don't care, you know. Um, but yeah, let me clear my nose. Give me a quick second. <laughs> Hope y'all didn't hear that. <laughs> But yeah, I just, I, that was interesting to hear that. That's why I like, um, that's why I like having conversations with people. You just never know where it's going to go. <laughs> you never know. Um, yeah, so those were the two topics I wanted to talk about. I also kind of wanted to talk about, um, so since we're kind of on the topic of freedom and having your own things, um, to me, a freedom is, it, uh, one of the really big freedoms is having a car. You know, I all I knew in high school, right when I was about to get my license, I'm like, I'm so excited to have a car. And I always only thought about having a car because of going to point A to point B. You know, that's really what I wanted the car for is to be able to go hang out with friends, go maybe go to a restaurant by myself, maybe go shopping for some clothes. You know, that type of freedom was the freedom that I was thinking. But when I got my first car or when my first car was gifted to me because someone in my life was very gracious enough and thought about me in a way to gift my first car to me. And I'm very grateful and blessed for that. But when my first car was given to me, um, I started to realize that it's more than just going to point A to point B, right? For me, at least for me, you know, when I got my first car, I started to realize that I can kind of really mold this into who I am. I feel like just like your clothes are a staple of you, you know, they tell a story of you. They tell where you kind of come from. They tell the type of person you kind of are. Um, obviously on a very superficial level, but I get an idea of who you are with the clothes you wear. Same thing with a car, you know, the way the inside of the car looks, the way the inside of the car is, the way the outside, the way you take care of it, you know, things like that. But also in certain situations, you kind of get to leave whenever you want to leave on your own accord. <laughs> and I noticed that I, that's the first thing I noticed, you know, maybe when I'm hanging out with friends and I'm kind of getting tired, I don't have to really rely on someone to, you know, I don't have to wait for someone else's command to leave. I can kind of just do it on my own. And that feels really good to be able to do. And I didn't realize that that was going to be a major, 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 major thing for me. Um, getting out of places that I, getting out of situations I don't want to be in because, you know, I just don't feel like being there or there might be a real reason, but it doesn't matter because I have my own car. So I'm able to leave whenever I want to. I did not think of that. <laughs> that was not on, that was not the first thing on my mind when I got my first car. I thought it was just going to be going to point A to point B, listening to a little bit of tunes and calling it a day. Absolutely not. So I say that to say, um, a car for me is a, is a lot of freedom. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of responsibility, but um, on the upside, it's a lot of freedom that I never thought I would have. And I'm just very grateful that I was able to get it um, and be able to have those freedoms. And that's something that I take for granted, too. You know, going back to yesterday's or not yesterday's, but the most recent podcast or <laughs> the most recent episode. Um, that's a, that's something I take for granted. You know, filling up my tank, something I take for granted. Some people, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. We talked about that in the latest episode. So I'll let you listen to that if you want to about how we take things for granted and you know some of the basic things that we do every day that we don't even realize are basic and that we don't even realize we do daily or take it for granted but I'll let you listen to the latest episode to get that um information if you want but yeah like I was just thinking about it I'm like geez because it kind of when, when I was having this conversation with a friend about you know him not wanting to live on his own and him wanting to live with people the idea of freedom came in my head and when I thought about freedom the first thing I thought of was my car you know it's the very first thing I thought of you know like geez you I just I don't understand I don't understand now some of us out there um 
don't have the ability to get a car, whether that's financially, physically, or due to other reasons. It's none of my business, but some of us out there don't have the freedom or access to get a car. Um, so yeah, but I'm talking about those who, I'm just speaking on myself. I'm not even speaking on anybody else. I'm speaking on me. Okay. Um, you know, I was actually thinking about like minimum wage jobs earlier too. Like there's a stigma that comes with minimum wage jobs on how, so I'll say fast food workers, for instance, I'm talking about like the McDonald's, Taco Bell's, Wendy's, those places like that, how there's a stigma on how workers have bad attitudes, right? And how workers are lazy or whatever the bad connotations you have, whatever bad words you have towards uh, fast food workers or minimum wage job workers. That's what I'm talking about. And um, I kind of got to thinking if there was good management <laughs> within these places, within these institutions, corporations, finance, fin fi what's it called? Franchises. <laughs> if there was good management within these franchises. Now, obviously, there's a lot more that goes into into benefits of the employees, but I'm talking management at the moment. I'm speak, speaking strictly on management. I feel like there was, if there was good management, good leaders, um, that these employees could, yeah, that these employees could come to and talk to and, you know, kind of just be treated as humans, not robots, not slaves. Then I think that stigma of minimum wage jobs would do a whole 180. I'm like, I'm telling you that from experience. I'm lucky enough to have landed my first pretty much my first and only job that I got it during high school because of the good management. Um, and it is considered a minimum wage job, but I thoroughly enjoy working there. Now, do I like working? Of course not. Who does? You know, I'd rather get, I'd, I'd rather get paid for my voice or I'd rather get paid for something else. But who, who wants to work a nine to five? No one. But because I have, because I've experienced good management, I, I'm honestly okay with being there. And I think if a lot of other places took that into account, you know, with the people, with the management that they hire, the hierarchy that they hire, then they would keep good people. <laughs> you know, they would keep good hard workers and people wouldn't be so pissed off into coming into work because they know they have to deal with not only crappy customers, but crappy managers or crappy bosses, things like that. Nobody wants to deal with that where human beings act like it. And it's just crazy that capitalism in America um, play a huge role in that too. You know, lift these, lift up the minimum wage, lift it up to at least I'll say 17 for starting. And if you're there for six months, you know, put it up to 20, you know, or 19, you know, this stuff is not livable. And it's crazy that I thought before I got a job, I'm like, oh, when I get my part-time job or whether it's full-time or part-time, I'll be able to have my own stuff. Oh, I was in for a rude awakening. I was in for a horribly rude awakening. Um, the way that America has housing set up, the way that America... And I don't, I don't want to say it's not just America because there are people out there who in different countries who go through the exact same thing in certain countries that go through the exact same thing. And actually, some countries have it worse when it comes to housing, when it comes to how you're going to eat, when it comes to how you get your food, when it comes to how you're paid. There are other people out there that experience the same thing. But in America, it was just crazy because I'm so young and I have these high aspirations, <laughs> high thoughts and dreams about this minimum wage job. And I thought I was going to be able to afford the world, you know. I'm already, you know, before I even got the job, I'm already thinking about, you know, uh, what, you know, what car I'm going to get. And I was like, geez, as soon as I got that first paycheck and over this, you know, course of six, seven, eight, you know, months and to a year, I was like, yeah, I couldn't even afford to pay for my own food, you know, every three months if I had to. That's how bad it is. But because I have good management, you know, because, you know, I have good people around me, I'm honestly okay with, you know, sticking it out there. But that's also why I'm also in school. You know, I don't, I think it's just a shame that people are kind of also 
forced to choose between uh, going to school and you know taking it to the chin and doing the best they can in regards to grades and academics than being able to work a blue collar job and work these technical jobs and work these specialist jobs that you can get qualified for in a few months you know it's just a shame that people have to choose between that it should be it should be equal access and equal housing and equal um nobody should just nobody should have to struggle through food insecurity you know it's just sad it's very very sad um so that's why i say like a lot of you out there a lot of us kids out there you know the people who are in their 20s you know very very early 20s to uh, 18, you know, that's why I always try to say when I hear someone complaining when they're when, obviously when they're in a conversation with me, you know, when I hear someone complaining about how, how hard they have it, I don't think people really understand that somebody else, somebody else out there has it even harder. You know, we're all blessed in some way. We just don't see it and we don't notice it. And I don't think we'll ever notice it until we're in that crappy situation that that person was in. Um, let's talk about interracial. You know what? I, oh, wait, before we get into interracial dating. I I don't even know what I was thinking about. Oh, I just had a pizza. That's what it was. And I seen it had so much cheese on it. Which was good. It was all right. But I had to start think I started thinking I'm like, what are some of the things that I haven't eaten before? Like, what are some of those things? And one of the thing one of the basic, one of the most American things that I have never eaten before is a mozzarella stick. I know. I know. I know. I know. I have never eaten a mozzarella stick before. What else? Have I? I think. Yeah, I think that's the only thing that I haven't like tried. That's considered like super accessible, super cheap. It's something you could cook at home, to be quite frank. It's a mo mozzarella stick. I've never tried a mozzarella stick. Don't ask me why. I don't know. I've been to plenty of restaurants that serve it. I've been to plenty. I've had. Dude, we've even had it in our own house. You know, the little TGI Friday things. Well, I don't know. I just don't think. I actually don't even like cheese all like that. I can't stand cheese. Um, that's funny I say that because if I had a choice between a pepperoni pizza and a cheese pizza, I'd choose cheese pizza. I don't know. That's weird. But I don't really enjoy cheese. Like in my salad, I don't like it on my burgers. I don't like it. Cheese is just gross. And I feel like why? But I feel like some people make some bomb mozzarella sticks some places. So I think I'm just being stingy, really. I think I'm just being hardheaded and not trying their mozzarella sticks. Um, but I'm going to I feel like there's I'm not going to talk about interracial dating today. Um, I'm going to talk about in the ne that in the next episode because I have a ton of notes in front of me that um, kind of just flow off of each other nicely. And I don't think interracial dating is the type of podcast to be talking about that in today just because of the previous topics that we just talked about. Um, let me see. Let's talk about adoption. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen those videos online of the Planned Parenthood people who stand outside with those signs that say pro-life and all that jazz. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen a funny mocking video of uh, a left a leftist who is pro-choice going to those abortion clinics or excuse me, not abortion clinics. I know parent, plan, Planned Parenthood does perform abortions, but it's not strictly that. So please excuse me. It is Planned Parenthood. Those type of places do not just strictly um, offer health care in regards to abortions. That's not at all what Planned Parenthood is. And I don't want that stigma stigma being said by me because that's not at all what Planned Parenthood is. If you don't know what else, what other services they provide, look it up. It's not that hard. Google is free. But I do not want to put that stigma out there that Planned Parenthood strictly performs abortions because that is not what they perform. Or that's not one of the services that they provide. Um, if you didn't know, now you know. But 
I thought I think it's so funny that those people stand out there and say, you know, pro-life and it's still a baby no matter how many weeks, months it is, you know, it's still but you never I don't think I've ever heard someone say that's pro-life. Hey, I'm pro-life and I've adopted. Hello, I'm pro-life and I've um given my money to uh children in need. Um, in America or outside of America. I've never heard them say that they've donated anything to any type of institution or any type of uh, place that funds these things for these kids. I've never ever heard anyone, a pro-lifer say that they've adopted a child or that they know the issues that go within the system. You know, the real prevalent issues, I'm talking about the, ex excuse me, trigger warning, but I'm talking about the sexual assault that happens within these homes um, of children who are being uh, orphaned. Um, I'm talking about the beatings, the emotional, the, the, emotional, the emotional abuse and manipulation that goes on in these systems. Um, the fact that these kids don't have any homes up until they're 18, um, even if they were given away as a baby, you know, some children are not as lucky. And it's just disturbing that you are claiming and you are saying it loud and proud, pro-life, pro-life, but you've done nothing ever in your life, throughout your life, you know, to help or aid in this disgusting issue that we have when it comes to the system and adoption, specifically in America. You know, um, you ever heard, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the statistic of how our prisons are very, very, very full, like to the max. Actually, I think our prisons are the highest. I think we actually, America had, the United States has the highest incarceration rate of any other country in the world, around the world, period, point blank. I know, I that's a fact. I'm pretty sure that's a fact. Um, you could say the same exact thing for abort, uh, not abortions, adoption. You could say the exact same thing for that. I just think that's crazy. Like no one's trying to help <laughs> these kids, you know, and these, these siblings, you know, get out of these places, but you're screaming pro-life and pro this and pro that, you know, I just, I just think it's gross. And also how can you scream pro-life if you, if you're not going to get the vaccine either, you know? If you're not willing to get the vaccine, you're willingly killing people. <laughs> you're willingly putting people in the hospital. You're willingly putting people on ventilators. You know, you're keeping the cycle of death going. That's very much preventable. So how are you pro-life? Huh? How are you pro-life? <laughs> so things like that just, it, it, they kind of scare me. You know, or excuse me, people like that kind of scare me. You know, the people that don't really see the bigger picture, <laughs> especially in today's times. Um, I don't know, guys. I must say thank you so much to the person who told me to have more structured podcasts because it feels like I've been talking for about five, ten minutes at the very most. But it's literally, how long has it been? Let's check it out. It's been 30 minutes. I don't know. It just, thank you so much. You know who you are. You know who you are. Um, this feel, I like this. Having structure creates great conversation I'm able to think about what I actually want to think about rather than jumping place to place and thing to thing thank you so much I did when this person suggested that I almost punched him in the esophagus um but I didn't physically harm anybody I don't believe in harming anybody physically or emotionally or financially I don't really believe in that type of thing so I did take into account what that person said and I utilized it and I must say thank you for your criticism and critique because it's helped a lot <laughs> these past two episodes have been extremely information worthy I don't want to say information worthy but it's been good discourse it's been really good discourse um and I feel like you guys are here with me so maybe that's why I'm so uppity and I'm able to talk and actually think clearer now that I have the notes in front of me now that there's an actual mission and goal that I'm trying to achieve when I speak now 
um, you can definitely expect, you guys can definitely expect some more real great structure coming. Um, cause I noticed, yes, it's nice when I ramble, but it's also even better when I have some structure. So again, thank you to that stupid person who, okay, you're not stupid. Thank you to that amazing person who suggested <laughs> that I have a little bit more structure in my podcast. Cause it's helped a lot. Um, did you guys stream Nicki Minaj? Nicki Minaj? Nicki Minaj? Nicki Minaj? Yeah, that's what I thought. You better. But again, I'm going to leave it off on this. Thank you guys so much for the support. I'm actually going to film another podcast right after this or another. Ep oh, I always say podcast. I'm going to film another episode <laughs> right after I end this one. And it's going to be on interracial dating. Um, I just want to kind of see where that takes me. If I like the stuff that I'm saying, then I will definitely put it out. If I don't, then I won't. But um, like I always say before you listen to the podcast, and I should be saying this at the beginning. I just never remember. Anyway, like I always say, before you listen to the podcast, throw on some headphones, do your homework. I don't care what you do. Grab a snack. That's the most important thing. Grab a snack, you know, grab a snack and chill with me. Talk with me. Listen to me. Chat with me. Give me some feedback on what you think. Oh, wait, before I go, let me tell you guys this. Martin, the bio club president, the guy that I always talk about, who is absolutely amazing, who has offered me so many different opportunities, specifically with working with animals in the lab. Um, uh, my colleague, my peer, the, the other, the main animal care specialist, we teamed up. Um, well, actually, it was more of her idea, really. He just got out of the army. Um, I don't know how much time he served in the army, but um, he did it gracefully and he just got out. Um, and what we decided to do was get him a couple of treats and um, surprise him with a beautiful card with all the different professors and all the different friends and all of the students a part of bio club we decided to get him a beautiful card and just celebrate him because he's a great guy you know he's super nice you know he's just he's always looking out for everyone else always giving out great information you know he's just an awesome awesome guy so martin congratulations for getting out of the army and serving and serving our country i really appreciate it we really appreciate it i just wanted to tell you how awesome you were and um you definitely deserve that you know so we love you so much man we love you dude but yeah i just wanted to let you guys know that you know he's an awesome guy and hopefully if he feels comfortable when we go on the study abroad trip um and i've briefly ran it by him but i would love to have some conversation with him um, about who he is and what the study abroad trip means to him and you know the things that the aspirations and things he has going on in his life you know um but yeah I just wanted to share that with you guys because that was really it was really a heartwarming moment you know to see his to see his you know a smile on his face even though he had a mask I could see that smile peeking through but anyway guys have a great day I will talk to you guys later thank you for listening to Hidden in Plain Sight love you all peace